welcome, party peoples of the interwebs. Tis I, Christy. And me, Kelly. And you're back joining us once again at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. Yeah, welcome. If you are new here, Christy and I cover a horror movie every other week, and then we like to talk about it. But this week, we're doing our Christmas episode, where we watch two terrible horror movies, and then we talk about those. Yes, and honestly, this year, slapped. This year, this year slapped slapped slay. so hard. Slay. <laughs> slay, S-L-E-I-G-H, slay. <laughs> Very festive. <laughs> so we co- are going to cover Killer Sofa from 2019 mm-hmm. and The Velocipaster from 2018. Velocipaster is a listener recommendation. Thank you, Marissa. We'll get into it. I want to. I don't want to go too far ahead. Um, Killer Sofa was a pick by Christie's boyfriend Bobby, who was supposed to join us, but he he got a little scratchy scratch throat. So not feeling so good. No, he decided to stay home. So we're gonna cover it just the two of us. And I also have his scores to sprinkle in near the end because yes, he watched through these, so I figured his score needed to be valid. And he watched it with us. He was yes. there. So he was there. He was present. We love that. Yes, we do. So we're going to start off with Killer Sofa from 2019. Kelly, hit us with the cast. So we have, oh my gosh, my eyes. It, it's been a long day, and it just got real blurry for a second. Okay, Pimeo May? I don't know who that is, because getting the cast for this was a little rough. It was hard. Yeah, so I have the list of people, but not necessarily what roles they played. She played Francesca. Okay, Na- Natalie Morris. She played Maxie. Harley Neville. Uh. Frederico. Okay, Stacy King. Uh, I didn't have that one listed. Jed Brophy. Bob Gravy. Jim Bolt Axe. I didn't have that one. Grant Karama. Didn't have that one. Directed by Bernie Rao, and I also pulled budget for these two movies. So the budget for this one was eighty five thousand. I don't know if that's New Zealand dollars though. Um, I had it in as a hundred in oh. I had something else in New Zealand dollars. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have the budget. So, I'm going to take your word for it. It was probably listed as New Zealand dollars. That's what I think, because it didn't have a U.S. dollar sign. It was just 85000 like the number. So, I would assume that's probably New Zealand. So Yeah, and their, their conversion is higher than U.S. dollars. Yeah, so that's probably, like, what? Six, I don't even know. It's probably, like, 50000 60000 Let me look. I can probably look that up. Well, he, the the here's a here's a good comparison. The recliner itself, because mm-hmm. it's a recliner, not a sofa, was a hundred dollars in New Zealand dollars, and that's sixty four dollars in U.S. dollars. So it cost about fifty three thousand in U.S. dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting movie. But it slaps like the emotion that they got a recliner to emote. Yes. Top tier. It was so funny every time. Every time every we saw time. the sofa look like little sad or like a little heartbroken, we were like, oh! Yeah. Oh, also menacing. Very menacing. Yeah. Um, so the, the this film, we're going to do very quick synopsis mm-hmm. because... There's not much plot. There's not a lot of plot, but... So we follow, in the beginning, Frederico. He is doing occult-like things and pay someone to chop him up into pieces so that he can become part of this recliner. And then him and his soul are part of this recliner, and he's actually in it and then manipulating the recliner to do the killings. 
he's doing this because he's yep. obsessed with Francesca. Yep. And he's like, this is how I'm going to get back in her life because I have a restraining order. She can't say no to a sofa. So... <laughs> so Girl can't say no? To a sofa? So... A sofa that's not a sofa. Yeah, it's a recliner. Misleading title, but it's fine. I mean, they had other working titles, but they didn't want to get sued, so fair. I like some of their working titles. You want to go through it real quick? Yeah, so their first one was My Lover, My Lazy Boy. But they feared suing by the Lazy Boy Company. And then the, after that, the furnishing. I like that. Me too. I don't know why they didn't do that. But then finally Killer Sofa was chosen. And it's not even a sofa. Maybe because the furnishing would kind of lean into like 80s horror. Which this... It's not. Doesn't give those vibes. It's just because good in the 80s we had like the burning. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a lot of the, like, and we had, like, the blob before mm -hmm. that, and we had the fly. So it seems very old school horror when this is very much not. It's not. Definitely not. So, I can understand not going with the old school name then. But, uh, yeah, she is in another relationship with uh, a, we think is a closeted gay man because he does not have the same effects as all the other men in her life. He's not obsessing over her. Right. He's, he's pretty indifferent to her sexually. Yes. Her friend literally calls him gay. It could just be, I don't know. I don't know. Up for debate, we never find out. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. We don't know. Who's to say? She could be beard. She could be beard, but she's also kind of into the fact that he's not really into her because he's not obsessed. Yeah, which is why it's a good relationship in the fact that he is being perceived as straight and she's getting yeah just a normal person. Yeah. So, Kind yeah. of fucked up, but okay. It's a degree. Okay. Uh, beards agree to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, they get the sofa. We have a weird scene of her in the sofa. Also, she's mm -hmm. a dancer. That's... All we know about her profession. Honestly, doesn't really come into play. No, but we had a whole scene of her dancing. Which was uncomfortable. It was. Um, we have also another uncomfy scene of her sitting in the recliner. What was going on Having here? a weird sexy dream. It, sexy dream, right? And Agreed and upon sexy dream. Fondling the furnishing. Yeah. Feeling up that vinyl. She was. She was reclining in that recliner. Yeah, she was pushing its buttons. Mm. It liked it. Getting all up in those crevices. But also, it was a dream sequence, question mark? It was very odd. Oh, we forgot to mention that this recliner, when it was shipped to her house beforehand, the... The, the movers. The movers, and then the Jewish man had a, an interaction with it where he was, like, transported to this memory of this woman who was running away from something. And, and with the movers, it sliced open someone's fingies. Yeah. Which was actually a pretty decent effect. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was, a, it was pretty good. Honestly, this movie did a pretty alright job. Not bad. Not I didn't bad. score it terribly in the... Neither did I. And it's still better than Ginger Dead Man, but everything on our list is better than Ginger Dead Man. Ginger Dead Man was rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Anyways, with her having this possessed chair, it's starting to move around the house. It's leaving her milk and cookies in the morning. It's for... schmoozing her. Yeah, it's... And the way that they make the lighting, it hit those button <laughs> eyes just right. <laughs> to make it look like it's looking off to the left yep. or the right. Or, like, sad. Mm-hmm. 
It was great. Ten out of ten. No notes. But but this this killer sofa is a little bit possessive. Yes, in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to take out the competition, right? Yeah. First is the beard. <laughs> yeah. So he takes out TJ. I want to say. I think that's right. Um, and pretty much shoving his legs into the oven mm-hmm. door that he's. Opened. Yep, with the springs of the recliner. Yeah, hooking them around and everything like that. He Gross. goes to the hospital and is staying with mom. Killer Sofa comes back in the middle of another night mm-hmm. to go and finish the job. Yep. Which that one was pretty good. Yeah, it was. And when his mom, the, since he was staying at his mom, his mom's was cleaning. And she didn't look into the room before she set down Ooh. the hose of the vacuum. Ooh. And it sucked up his eyeball and then she noticed... Yeah, it was gross. You opened the door, you looked in, you put the thing down, and then you mm-hmm. walked away, came back, and then you saw it? After it's... Grody. Su- Girl. Grody. Girl. Anyways, that was great. I loved that. That was a good, good moment. So TJ's gone. Goodbye, TJ. Yeah. Um, it will also go through Francesca's friend... Uh, oh, stalker. Yeah, she's got a stalker. Got a the stalker. guy gets into her house... This man he has hidden gets cameras. into his hides cameras and then grabs a bra of hers and and a hat and a hat and then masturbates to that on the bed and then the killer sofa disposes of him because that's the only natural thing to do. Well, he does. Yeah, he he literally fucks the bra and hat, but his way of doing that on the so bed weird. is him bouncing up and down like. <laughs> He puts, like, the covers over his head like a kid does when they're reading a book, and then... And he bounces up and down instead of, like, horizontally. He's not horizontal bopping here. No, he's just going up and down. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know how to... (laughs) He doesn't know how to properly do much of anything in his life. But, yes, Recliner takes care of that. Yeah, thank God. Thank goodness. You know, I'm not mad about that. Recliner's doing us a, a favor. Yeah. While this is all going on, there was a case out for looking for. Like, TJ? No. They're trying to figure out how where Fre- oh. the rest of Frederico is because they yes. only got parts of him. They found like his what his leg or part of his leg and stuff, but yeah. not his body. Right. So they're like, "Do you know who did this?" So they're questioning her, Bob Gravy. Yeah, Gravy. What was the woman's name? Rosanna Grape. Those were our detectives in the movie. And Bob Gravy is becoming obsessed with Francesca. Oh, yeah. There's a scene of him staring at a picture of her on his laptop while he works out. Yep. That's not my normal. Guy. That's not normal. No. My guy. Like, no. I want to be a queen. I want to slay. I want to be worshipped. But also, what the hell? <laughs> not when you that sweaty. No. <laughs> yeah. Not that, not that sweaty not when you're that. alone. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That'd be concerning, but he is. If you're out. doing a double workout, you know that's one thing. Asana, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but not when you're by yourself doing pushes for like yeah. Yeah, it's weird, bro. Anyways, so she is becoming a little possessive of the recliner. She is. She got. She kind of wants to like know where the recliner is and if it's okay. So she sends her best friend to yeah. go check on the recliner. In her spot, because they're afraid Federico is still alive and coming to hurt her. Well, they're also trying to figure out what's going on with the stalker boyfriend, because he showed up. Mm-hmm. Not stalker boyfriend. Stalker ex-boyfriend. 
who's like, hey, marry me. And she's like, um, no. Yeah. I have a restraining order against you. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the friend figures out that the chair is moving and she jumps out a window and hides in the garbage. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the chair would have taken her out, too. She acted dead in the garbage. Yeah. She took herself out. (laughs) I just remember what she looks like when she comes out. (laughs) When she comes out at the end of the, uh, at the end of the major climax. She has shards of glass protruding from her forehead. And people are like, are you okay? You okay? No! This woman is actively bleeding in front of you. She has five inches of glass sticking out of her forehead. Like a freaking unicorn. not okay! No! Yeah, anyway. So, those are the kind of, like, the deaths we... And then the storyline of them trying to figure out with the Jewish man who's trying to figure out why this chair is reacting that way. We find out the chair is a dibbuk. Yep. Dibbuk or whatever, however they pronounce it. And that it is basically, what, possessed by a malicious spirit? Yeah, it's it's a demon in Jewish mythology type mm-hmm. of a deal. So, and it's, like, possessive. Yeah. And try and wants to be with the person that it's stalking and needs to fulfill that need and whatever. And essentially there is this, the woman that the guy saw in his flashback, she has possessed a family line that Francesca belongs to and is now possessing Francesca. And the recliner is her husband? Lover? Yeah, Frederico got himself possessed from the counterpart to Valentina. And is trying to be reunited with her and all this. And these two, two ancient people from a long time ago were into dark magic, so they're trying to reunite with each other. Yes. So ultimately the climax happens, and Jewish, the, the rabbi antique <laughs> guy... Needs aspirin for his heart. Needs aspirin and is going to the hospital. That was the funniest scene. He, he was having, like, a freaking heart attack. Mm-hmm. And he's practically dying. Frances- he's reaching out for aspirin. And Francesca's like, I'm gonna go finish this. And and just leaves. Yeah. And then Rabbi's girlfriend freaking shows up and calls the hospital while he's still reaching for the aspirin. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh my lord. So the climax happens, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna go burn it, I'm gonna go do this, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go put it in the box, I'm gonna do what I need to do. There's a divic box where they're trying to trap the spirits. Yeah. But as she's trying to put it out, she dumps gasoline on the recliner and herself. Yeah, which she does. happens in the trailer, and we thought she was just being dumb. No, and miss And missing the recliner. No, she's... She's Deliberately ready. putting it on both of them. But before... And then she lights the match. match and the... <laughs> Freaking recliner. Blows it out. He blows it out. <laughs> With a little... And then she writes, light, uh, lights another one. They do this like five times when the soap yeah. keeps like blowing it out. And it's just... And crazy. then she's defeated after those five times. Mm-hmm. Girl, you could do better than that. Get behind it. Yeah, come on. It's not gonna move that fast. It's a recliner. Yes. But, uh... Then we see Frederico emerge from the recliner. Yeah, and his entire face is, like, gone. Oh, yeah. He's just a muscled, like, torso. It's gross. With a face. Because we find out he's been in the recliner the whole time. That's where his body's been. Yeah. So, once they 
shoot that up and figure all that out, then then everything's all hunky-dory, right? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. So, we find out that Francesca is officially possessed by Valentina. Mm-hmm. Francesca's soul goes into the recliner. Yeah, because Francesca dies? Yes. And Frederico, his possessed counterpart, gets into Bob Gravy. Yeah. And then the Bob Gravy shoots Rosanna Gray. I thought she broke, he broke her neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She snaps her neck. He snaps her neck. And those two go off into the night to go clubbing. That's how the movie ends. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> Basically, possessed chair... Wins. Wins. Yeah. And Francesca's soul is... Is trapped inside it. And, and the friend sees her soul in the, the, the eyes... Yes. ...of the recliner. She's, like, falling. So our kill count in this is six. It's quite a quite a movie. It's a, it's a ride. It is it enjoyable? Yeah. Is it good? No. No. But I'd watch it again over some of the other stuff we've watched. Absolutely, same. It just just for the recliner. The recliner makes it. It's it's got some great shots. Great shots. And they only had one. It was one recliner the whole Insane, movie. Insane because we were talking to Bobby about that and we're like they gotta have more than one right because they gotta be able to get these shots no one so they had a couple scenes they wanted to film mm-hmm. but it couldn't because they only had one sofa and they didn't want to destroy it right I have what the, what did uh, one of them was the sofa jumping from a window and crushing yep. a person on a car sofa vomiting blood like Exorcist. But because it was suede and they only yeah. had the one, they were like, no, <laughs> we can't do that. Insane. So, yeah. I do have a tagline. Do it. Don't sit on the furniture. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I have two reviews. They're not good ones. No, I want to hear them. So, we have a one star. Okay. Was not expecting softcore sofa fucking. Wow, that is direct. <laughs> Very. And also, my guy, not a sofa. Yeah. It's a recliner. Get it right. It, but also, so, softcore sofa fucking sounds a whole lot better than Yeah, it does. Softcore recliner fucking. Like, it does. It comes off, it rolls off the tongue. And I mean, it is killer sofa, so I guess. I suppose. And then we have a two-star review. I like when the recliner peeks menacingly out the window. That is... It's a, one of the best scenes. They just managed to get the cinematography right for the sofa scenes when it's alone. Right. Watch it for that. Absolutely. So let's grade this shit. Sweet. So Chrissy and I have five questions that we scale, oh my gosh, that we score on a scale of 110 for a possible score of 50 each, 100 total. Yep. Was this a good horror movie? Two. Three. Bobby was a five. Enjoyable? Yes. Good scary movie? No. Uh, how was the acting? Three. Four. Bobby was also a four. Okay. Uh, special effects? Four. Six, and Bobby was a nine. Solely for, solely because, because of, the, of the, recliner. the recliner shots. And also the slicing of those fingers at the beginning and the eyeball, That's those were good. pretty good. They were pretty good. So I can see the nine. For a person who doesn't watch a lot of these movies. Fair. It's fair. Uh, compelling story and interesting twists. Three. Three, and Bobby was a four. Okay. Uh, character development and writing. Three. Two, and Bobby was a three. My score was a 15. Mine was an 18, and his average was a five. So that puts us at a 38 with all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is in between the attack of the Killer Tomatoes and Hellraiser 2. Yeah, that kind of fits, honestly. Yeah. 
thoughts, feelings, concerns before we move on? No, not much. It's a good little, if you want to watch a quick horror movie that's not scary, but is comedic, dark humor, this would be a good way to go. Absolutely. Let's go to Velocipaster. This one's from 2017. Um, I love this movie. (laughs) This movie gave, like, gave We Have Dude Bro Party Massacre at home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it is just, it knows what it is, and it plays really well to those strengths. Right. If you are aware that you are going into a very low budget. Yes. Mildly, like. This one had a budget of 36000 Yeah, if you're going into something and you know it's going to look cheesy, play into the cheesy. Mm-hmm. Because then it looks intentional. So, let's go down our cast for this. Go as far as you feel necessary. Okay, I might skip around a little bit. But Gre- Gregory James Cohen is Doug Jones. He's our father, Doug Jones, that, well, I guess he's a, he's a father, right? He's a pastor? He's supposed a to be a father. Yeah. I think Velocipastor just is... That name it works because better. it works better than Velocifather. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, Alyssa Kempinski is Carol. Daniel Steer is Father Stewart. So, I, I'm just I just realized. So uh, first of all, directed by Brendan Steer, which means that was his dad, right? Yes. <laughs> or brother, old brother. I would assume dad. I would assume dad. Aurelio Voltaire is Altair. Don't remember that. Uh, Yang Zhisheng, I'm guessing, is Wei Chan. Um, Jesse Turritz is Sam the White Ninja. He's important. Fernando Pacheco is De- Fernando Pacheco de Castro is Frankie Mermaid. He's perfect, no notes. We love him. And then I just want to mention Zachary Steer. That's got to be a brother. He's the dinosaur suit performer. Ten out of ten, no notes. <laughs> That dinosaur. That was made, this dinosaur suit that's at the very end of this movie, made for a school play. That was rejected by the principal. Because it would, thought it would, it would make it too violent. Y'all, this dinosaur suit, not in the least bit realistic or scary. No, it, it's right, it's, it's like, it's like the suit was made before we realized that we had inflatable suits. It probably was. Exactly. So, like... <laughs> If you think that our inflatable suits look like that now, this was like someone handmade one. Yes. It was so funny. It's like a dinosaur had a humpback and <laughs> It was so dumb. I just love this movie so much. We open up this movie with the priest Doug witnessing his parents die in a car fire. And it's beautiful. And this car fire, I tell you, is probably the best in all of cinema. Yeah, it really is. Because instead of the car fire, we see insert car fire here. Yeah. <laughs> On the screen, where his parents once were. And then it, While he's sobbing. Then it pans back to him. You're right. He's violently sobbing. And then it's supposed to, like, go up and, like, unfocus itself, right? You know how movies do that when they're transitioning? But it just kind of goes all over the place. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. And he's, like, he goes to father, uh, what the... Uh, Father Stewart, Stewart. Mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't know how to do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, you need to go find Jesus where you don't think Jesus is going to be, and he's like, China, and then he goes to China. He goes to China, it is literally like the woods of the Midwest, and he's just standing in it, and it says China on the screen. Yeah, and he runs into someone who's running away from 
like ninjas mm-hmm. with a claw and she gets murked. He grabs the claw, doesn't understand her Chinese, mm-hmm. and then gets infected by the artifact to become the dragon warrior. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. And then he comes back and has nightmares about it. Yes. And then he doesn't remember transforming into a dinosaur and killing someone overnight. Where he saves our leading heroine here, Carol, who is a prostitute. Yes. Who is trying to make her way through and be a medical, or a lawyer doctor. Hooker lawyer doctor. Hooker, Hooker lawyer doctor. Yeah. And she, her pimp is Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid. And he has one of, probably one of the best scenes. <laughs> I love that scene. It is so funny. And they're like, why do they call me Frankie Mermaid? And she's like, because you, you swim, swim in, in bitches. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> With a straight face. I don't know how. But Frankie Mermaid just yells at this guy across the street. And apparently behind the scenes didn't realize there was a school that had just let out. No. So he's like screaming profanities in front of these yeah. school children. Something like if you sucked dick as much as you shoved that sandwich in your mouth, I'd be a millionaire or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? And we were watching it with commercials. Yes, we were. And immediately after that scene, it cut to commercial and we were like, perfect. It was so funny. So funny. Anyways, and we find out that Frankie Mermaid is the one that killed Doug's parents. Because he goes to confessional with our Mr. Doug Pastor. And mm-hmm. Mr. Doug Pastor gets a little angry about it and kills him in his Velocity Pastor form. Correct. And also, after he saved Carol, Carol had taken him in. Yeah. And they thought, he thought he, that they had sex. And yeah. Was, and she's just like, no, we didn't. We didn't have sex. We passed out. And killed a man. And killed a man. And after... it was awesome. <laughs> exactly. And they become the best of friends. Oh, I'd say more than friends. Well, first, they and become they the best do. Of... They become best of friends at first, with a lot of sexual tension. Yes. And to the point where he's like, you know what, yeah, we're going to do it. And they do eventually do it. Yeah, probably like 75% of the way through the movie, they yeah. do the do. And it's the craziest. It's very 90s to me. Like, early 2000s montage of weird... It's of a music kissing. video. Yeah. It's a 90s music video. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. But before we get to that point, um, we have a flashback with Father Stewart to the war. So, Father Stewart had a wife. Okay? And he's fighting this war. He also had a friend. His friend was like, he's like, man, you make me think we're going to make it out alive. You are always such a positive for, like, force in this whole war, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's, like, having this whole monologue talking back to Father Stewart about what he's going to do when he gets out because he's going to survive. And then he subsequently dies because he gets shot. Yep. He literally explodes. Mm-hmm. And then Father Stewart is, like, sitting back at camp, sees his wife in the war zone, and she's running towards him like they're on a beach and she's going to hug him. And then she also explodes on him. She steps on a landmine. Mm-hmm. And just gets eviscerated and they're like there's not much we could do for her now yeah no shit she's gone (laughs) so father stewart is that that's why he's a father because he was planning on going home to his wife which they put a beautiful little blonde wig on him and a hat to make him appear younger it was so bad (laughs) and he's like i'm gonna have like 12 children with this woman nah she did so he decided to join the priesthood right and so 
he takes Doug to see an occult yes. dude. Because Doug finally reveals to the father that he's been turning into this philosopher and has been killing people. And Father Stewart's like, bro, that's not, we don't kill people. Right. That's not okay. And he's not like, but okay. I've only killed bad people. Father Stewart's like, it doesn't matter. We don't kill people. I'm going to take yeah. you to my friend. So they're trying to, like, exercise him, essentially. By Dollar Tree, Adam Lambert. Yes. We have Adam Lambert at home. Yeah. Um, and it just brings the Velocipaster out. Mm-hmm. And he slices up Father Stewart, and he leaves. <laughs> he does. And he... Well, he pulls out Father Stewart's eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, he thinks he's killed him. He thinks he has killed Father Stewart. Yeah. So he goes and has sex with Carol. Yeah. And then they get ready to go fight ninjas. Yeah, because this whole dragon warrior thing, people from China have come to take that away or get rid of him because now he's like a threat. Right. So he's been fighting off ninjas in the meantime. Yes. And, and Carol has been holding her own too. She's been fighting. Carol's with... great. Carol, the. Hooker, lawyer, doctor, assassin <laughs> is on a mission. She is. And they suit up and they go fight ninjas in a park. And real life actual park. Right. Got the cops called on them. And we find out that one of the ninjas, the white one. Sam. Sam. Is his brother. What? What? And we have He's a got flashback. a katana of his family. Yeah. Like this only like answers... To because me. of the blood of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get flashbacks now. We have flashbacks, and we found... Like, we had a flashback earlier where Doug was remembering his parents and the fact that they were so loving and great to him. Never saw Sam. So we're being placed back into those same flashbacks with Sam, like, in the background, being completely ignored by his entire family. Yep. And it's great. And he's like, no, Sam, I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah, he's like, I have a brother. And then he's like, of course it's me. And Sam wants vengeance because his brother took away all the happiness But then he puts down the katana. And then Doug's like, you put down the katana and he summons it to his hand. He's like, your answers are my ancestors. And he's like, no! Yeah, and then Sam gets rocked. His shit gets rocked by Doug. And, and... Then Carol gets slashed. Yes, Carol gets slashed by, basically a big guy comes out. They they just use camera angles, and not well. To they can him, him. Yeah, to make him look bigger than he is. And he comes out, he one-hit KOs Carol. And Carol presumably dies. We have a very touching scene between Doug and Carol, where Carol's like, you must defeat them and go on. And Doug's like, I can't live without you. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so then he... He Hulk smashes into the Velocipaster. He does. And full this is form. Where we get to see the full suit. The full suit. And he murks everybody. And I forgot to mention, but during the death scene with Carol, the other ninjas are watching this and just like consoling each other. And sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy that like kills her, right, is like standing there awkwardly, like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> You don't know what to do. So, but. On on his murder spree, mm-hmm. he comes out of the transformation because he gets injured. By the leader of the ninjas. With an arrow. Mm-hmm. He then has his hands transform, mm-hmm. and he rips the head off of the leader. He and, does. And it's a mannequin head. Yeah, it is. With a mustache on it. And it's great. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. 
Uh, and we find out Carol survives. Yeah, we have a hospital scene, and she goes, I'm fine, and then it goes across the screen, she's fine! <laughs> That's um, pretty much... Yeah, the last scene of them is them in front of his old car that he That's drove right. in the very beginning of the movie, uh, talking about how they are going to go out into the world and continue to kill the bad guys in his philosopher form. Father Stewart also did die. He actually got captured by the ninjas as bait for Doug. That's right. We forgot to mention that. So much happens in this movie. It moves pretty quick. I will say I'm really excited because apparently filming wrapped in October for a a sequel to this film. Heck yeah, we're going to watch Philosopher 2 when it comes out. Oh, I will definitely watch that. We'll have to get Bobby on board for that. He'll be down. He will. He freaking loved this movie. I laughed so hard. We were dying. We were dying. It was so funny. It's my sense of humor. So, like, there's also that. It's also Bobby's sense of humor as well. It's kind of stupid humor. Yeah. Yeah. Our kill count in this one, we shoot up to 29. Well, we have a lot of ninjas that die. A lot of ninjas. A lot of pimps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, uh... This director's first feature-length film. Yeah, he went to, he was in school, this came from a 2010 idea from school, Mm -hmm. where he did, it was a class project, he made a short film of a fake Grindhouse trailer, which included the Velocipaster. So, and it got quite a lot of views on YouTube. So they did have a Kickstarter for this and everything. It ended up being privately funded by, like, someone that they ended up knowing, but, Yeah. So, during the flashback war sequence featuring Father Stewart, there's um, graffiti in the back, and it says, The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. It's a quote from Black Sabbath, from the song Heaven and Hell. Which I love. It's great. Apparently, the director is influenced by Guillermo del Toro. Not that you would maybe notice that. No. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) But amazing. Um, that's pretty much all I got for fun facts. Yeah, it's, it's just, I just love this movie. I have three reviews. And I have a tagline. Do the tagline. The tagline is beautiful. It is, man of the cloth, but cloth is spelled C-L-A-W-T-H, like a cloth. Oh my god. (laughs) It's so good. Oh my god. (laughs) I just love this movie. Everything about it. We have a three-star review. Okay. VFX, car on fire is the moment, it is the moment of cinema I never knew I needed. Yeah, absolutely. A four-star review, the number of lines from this movie that I quote now on a daily basis proves that cinematic, that this is a cinematic masterpiece. Yes, agree. Five-star, had a spiritual awakening with this one, been rewatching since then, one of the best films out there. Agree. This has got cult classic written all over it. Absolutely. Yeah. Modern classic. So, what'd you think? I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I do, too. I, I like this a lot more than Killer Sofa. Like, if you had to choose between one of these two movies, Velocipaster all day, every day. I would agree. So, let's grade this one, too. Yeah, so, I, I want to preface this by saying my scores are in accordance with how we normally score. However, however... If I was given free reign, probably a 50 out of 50. (laughs) I I was more lenient on this, so it makes up for... Okay, I was... It shoots it up a little bit more than it probably should. Are we ready? Yeah. 
So, good horror movie. Four. Six. Mm-hmm. And Bobby was also a six. Okay. How is the acting? Five. Four. Bobby was an eight. Okay. It did not bother him. Uh, special effects. Two. Six. This, uh, was rough. He was a... Bobby was a zero, yet somehow a ten for insert car explosion here. So I get... I middled yeah. it out for a five. Yeah, this one is really bad. The blood was not good. Like... No. But also, it knows it's not. Exactly. So it's, like, weird. It's got that weird kind of vibe to it. That's why I gave it six for effort. I, like I said, I compared this with kind of the way we've been doing it. Uh, so. story, interesting twist. Three. Five, Bobby was an eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, character development and writing. Four. Five, and Bobby was a six. So my score was an 18. Mine was a 26. Bobby's averaged out to a 6.6, which is putting it at a 50.6, which is going in between Annihilation and Black Swan. Both Natalie Portman movies. It's bookended by Natalie Portman. Well, we gotta have a little bit of good in the world, and it's not Natalie Portman. <laughs> it's Velocipaster. It is so good. I'm really hoping they do pull through with that sequel, because, God, I want to watch it. I know. So, um, we're gonna take a break. Yes. Um, so we're gonna be back in four weeks, mm-hmm. instead of two. Yeah, uh, with the holidays and everything. Yeah, we, we just want to spend time. time with our family. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yep. And we're going to cover Nope, which was our initial intention until we realized how close Cringemas was. Yeah, we had to reevaluate. Yeah. Saw took a little longer than we had anticipated because we started it a week late because I had gotten sick. We started it a week late because we had been on the podcast. Yeah, but And you probably were sick. I was sick. I think we did that because we didn't get a chance to do Saw. So, in any case, we were a week behind, but... I'm very excited to do Nope. Nope is another listener recommendation from Marissa. So, yep. I've heard... It will be our th- our three for three for Peel movies. Have you seen this? Yes. Okay, I've heard of a chimpanzee scene that's going to be real, real yeah. awful, but everything else should be okay. Yeah, you should be fine. This is going to be an adventure. <laughs> I watched it when I was on, when I had COVID. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I watched a lot of horror movies when I had COVID. Well, what else I was, is there to do? I was working from home. Yeah. I watched a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which also rip Raymond Holt. Wait, what? The actor who played Raymond Holt, he passed away yesterday from us recording. What? Yeah. What? He was in the mist. For anybody else who was curious why I, it's also a tether here. He was in the mist here. And he I know he was like the police chief guy, right? Yeah. What happened? Complications to some sort of illness, is what I read. Oh my god. So, yeah. Anyways. Now I'm sad. I know. It's rough. Uh, he had a good voice. He did. And he was so good. Anyways, back oh, on track. Man, I just... Oh. When, um... Yeah, we'll come back beginning of 2024 with Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you... Like our artwork as much as we do. Yeah, go check out my sister Danny at Danny Draws Dragons over on Instagram or listen to our episode about Annihilation. She does guest host on that. Yep. And if you want to see anything spooky that I put out into the world, my Instagram is Lilith underscore Hilltopple. If you want to join in the conversation, give us movie recommendations, themes, tell us how we're doing, you can go on to our Facebook group at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast, or on Twitter at A Unnerved. You can DM us on Twitter or X or whatever stupid symbol it is right now um it's it's a lot easier for us to find mm-hmm. so um with that stay safe yeah stay spooky in and these finish festive out times the new year with a bang <laughs> not a literal bang yeah please 
Well, unless you're banging someone. But, well, if you're walking, <laughs> that's good for you. Yes, but no <laughs> no blowing off fingers with fireworks, please. Right. Anyways, stay extra safe now that we just put that into the world. <laughs> into, into the world. Um, and we'll see you guys in 2024. Woo! Bye! Bye.